0: Welcome, heroes, to Crit Academy's Unearthed Tips and Tricks. I'm your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And
1: I'm your co-host, Matthew.
0: We continue to hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. How do you like my presenter voice? It's cheesy. Good. Good. It sounds fake. Well, that's the point. (laughs) I am really excited today to tell you about our monster today. It is
2: the Swarm of Toy Soldiers. Also, awesome, that's a swarm of enemies that you're going to use to kill your players. I mean... Uh. <laughs> what?
0: Players? Or characters? Yes. <laughs> that's a fair. That's a fair response. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited with this. In order to build this, you're going to start with the stat block for the swarm of books. Um, because it gives us a lot of good... Uh, um, you know, numbers to work with right out the gate, right? But the, we do got to make a few changes. We have to make it a little bigger. We're going to increase the size one, one size just so it's a little bigger area. Yeah, um, yeah. But we're not going to change its damage or anything. We are going to give it a new ability called Weapon Variety. So basically you roll a D6 every time it attacks to determine the damage type <laughs> randomly. So whether it's, you know, slashing, piercing, or bludgeoning, because that kind of represents all the different Little toy yeah. soldiers, right? Yeah. Toy bayonets, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's going to be kind of a, a core starting feature, just to get that variation. Whether they're using toy bayonets or they're using, you know, uh, uh, you know, a hammer or a hammer toy or something like that. But what's really going to set the the swarm apart is swarming frenzy. When a creature hits the swarm of toys with an attack, the swarm can use its reaction to rush a target to a target within 10 feet of the swarm, occupy its space to overwhelm the target. The target then must make a DC 11 strength saving throw or be restrained by the swarm. To the target can repeat their saving throw at the end of each of their turns, ending the effects. So, not only does this thing, s- these creatures swarm on top of you, the little toy soldiers climbing on you, beating you with hammers, stabbing, stabbing you with little razor-sharp candy canes, um, but it stops you from moving because they're swarming on top of you.
2: Quick! Where's there? news I can jump into?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: See previous episodes to understand that reference. <laughs> Anyways, what do you guys think?
2: Oh, this is fun. This is... Does this... it catch the feel? Yep. Oh Yeah.
0: Because that's what you want. Because when you have the toy soldiers, you got to get the feel of them climbing around the characters oh, and, like, gosh. latching onto their feet and around their neck and, and all the variety of tools they're using. And I feel like this did a really, really good job. Wow. Right? Yeah. I think it's all a basis to cause some mayhem among the, the group. Yes. And if you like, if this sounds like something you're interested in, um, consider uh, checking out our Patreon. We make uh, fully fleshed out backgrounds. Beautiful. The artwork is adorable for this. They are just cute as hell. Um, And it's got like three little different ones with like a variety of evil grins. And it's great. Um, Obviously, with Christmas time, we have to go down that road. So expect another Christmas themed monster next week. Right. Some
2: sort of abominable abomination.
0: What would you add to this to make it? more thematic range
2: for like muskets or crossbows or something maybe
0: well that's one well of the part of the reason why i expanded the the size right it takes it to huge <laughs> si- large size <laughs> aren't they adorable that's amazing a little killer teddy bear with stuffing hanging out and stitches and a chainsaw hell yeah what kind of damage is chainsaw is that slashing or piercing i'd say that's slashing. slashing or is it sl- piercing sl- i'd say slashing <laughs> slashing yeah <laughs> All right, so it's pretty straightforward. A easy, easy monster. I promise, because we make it size bigger, I think it's – I don't know. I don't remember if it's large. I think it's, it might be large. Um, <sighs> It can actually group and bind multiple players together so they're restrained, which is really cool. And they can shift around to get out a range of other players constantly, which is really fun. So. All right, that'll do it for our monster today, the Swarm of Toy Soldiers. You're welcome. Go forth and terrorize your players. Okay. I'm supposed to pass this next one on to our guest, mm-hmm. but this it's a long really one. long. Yes, it was. Bring it. <laughs> All right, if you can summarize it, go ahead. We are talking Cloak and Dagger. This is an encounter that's different than what we normally do. It's more general. Yep. So you can flesh out the exact details
2: as needed. And program to large, small chunks.
0: Yes. So why don't we, uh, we start with the, the first couple with you, Matthew?
2: Espionage.
1: Espionage ventures are active, grim scenarios involving spying and perhaps other cloak and dagger deeds such as assassination so or rescue. So
0: we've set the tone, yep. right? We've given you some ideas. What is the next uh,
1: goal? Gain power. The heroes are on this adventure to gain personal or political power for themselves. Ooh, they may be, greedy bastards. They may be looking for an artifact or weapon or are performing a mission for someone who will reward them with political power. A higher mm. social rank or lands, Or, for instance. If the characters are doing someone else's bidding, you might want to roll again on this section to see what goal the patron will have assigned to the characters.
0: Okay, so that alludes that I actually used a random uh, table generator from a very old magazine. And I think I have a link to that magazine uh, in the blog post.
2: Alright, and another one could be Mistaken Identity. Ooh, that's a good one. The heroes could be mistaken by one villain for another villain involved in the master plot. This... Has good comic potential. The hero and, and missing villain are in fact so similar, no one can tell them apart. This is even more fun, they turn out to be long lost twins. And actually, I know I've referenced this before, but I liked how in One Piece, what was a running gag in a couple chapters was how S- character Sanji, his wanted poster, looks nothing like him. But then a couple hundred chapters later, a random adventure starts attacking him, and when he pulls his helmet off, it, he looks just like the wanted poster. People keep attacking me because I think I'm you! (laughs) I have
0: heard that from I Not Kid You on our YouTube video where we did Mistaken Identity. Over a thousand people have commented, saying hi. You stole that from One Piece, bitch! No, I didn't! It's a cliche. It's a cliche and a trope that's been
2: around. Especially with twins. (laughs) Good point. And... And the next one is
0: Geographic Progression. Now keep in mind, as we're talking about these, these are talking points as you're building your little adventure, right? Things you want to
2: include to build a good overarching adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Geographic Progression is a simple sort of an adventure plot. The heroes have an area to investigate or travel through. They have encounters based on where they are, such as they're going through a forest, got deal with some bandits, go through a volcanic region, some maybe... Some methods, perhaps? For instance, a traditional dungeon where monsters are tied to specific room or areas. Or, if you hear they're traveling through a narrow valley or through an enchanted forest, well, they might suffer some ambushes or other encounters fixed to various points along the travel path. Yep. But is then getting to the villain by surviving the obstacles. So, we've got an interesting combination of things, right?
0: Yep. As we're going through this. So, we have espionage. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to sneak in and get something that improves your power or your, for political gain. Mm-hmm. You now also <laughs> have to find a way to avoid being mistaken for somebody else during the process. I think that would be really, really fun if your goal is to uh, mispla- replace somebody of yeah. power. That's how you gain the power. Yeah, You have to sneak in, figure out when somebody's supposed to – this person is going to be at a specific person, ambush them kidnap them and take over their position for better or for worse good or bad can do either right sometimes you're pulling the bad person out to make a decision for good right yep um sometimes most of the time it's the other way around but you can go either way but we got to have a good climax what are the climax going to be matt
1: scattered duels
0: Ooh. let's hear it
1: in this climax the heroes have gotten to the end of their quest they may have Broken into, staked into, or escaped from imprisonment within the villain's citadel, or marched into the little town where the villain is holed up, and they become separated.
0: Split the party! Oh, God, yes. You can Nothing separate... is more terrifying.
1: You can separate them by having traps and tricks break the party apart by having them see two or three things they must resolve, such as danger to innocence or the appearance of minion villains, pop up simultaneously, they have to run in all directions at the same time or suffer failure. Once the party is broken down into bite-sized chunks, you confront
0: ah, eat <laughs> Bite-sized! <What>? Waka-waka.
1: <laughs> it's bite-sized chunks. You confront each individual or small group with the enemy or enemies he most deserves to face. His personal enemy, the monster which defeated him before, etc. For, for a grand series of climactic duels.
0: So, for me... We've stolen this. We've got this guy's identity. We're trying to replace him. And he is on to us. He escapes, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's put these things into motion so we can separate the clone.
1: A burning house of an innocent building.
0: Which sends the other people running while he separates them doing something else to take out the person who's replacing him. I think that is interesting. Now, obviously, this was done with a table generator out of a very old mag. One of the, I think, the Dungeon Magazine, maybe. And what's interesting about this is there's so many open-ended ideas that mm-hmm. come from something randomly rolled like this. Um, I've never done anything like that. This is the first time I've done something like this. But as we're just talking, we're kind- We already can get kind of some good ideas on how this is going to unfold just in the short few minutes we've been talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ian?
2: I don't we haven't done anything like this before, but it does give you like some quick bullet points to pick from to throw something together quickly.
0: And it all, in spite of being chaotic, it because it gives you this kind of shotgun approach, it makes you think of things you wouldn't normally think of combining. Like, I would not think of combining uh a political intrigue with any sort of travel but here we are but the travel doesn't have to be through a forest like you know some of the examples there it could be a run of the, running through uh the uh, a town trying to locate something or chase somebody down or um trying to stop somebody from escaping or or any number of things and of course the climactic battle at this point in the example we talk about having the mistaken identity the guy's pissed Right? He's going to do whatever he can to get back at his twin because let's say you're the good guys. And they're the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Well, a bad guy can't have people going around looking like him doing good stuff. It's not good for his image. Ooh. Or vice versa.
2: Before the session, submit it into the player. Don't behave as yourself. Again, it looks like you knocked you out, capped you, and took your place.
0: Doppelgangers are great for this. <laughs> or changelings. Changelings, too. If you have not used them, you're the perfect rogues yeah they're perfect they can infiltrate parties and they're best to work with players so when you're doing espionage and working with a player if i come up to you and say hey look here's what's going to happen you know that check i had you roll that perception you failed um bunk you uh (laughs) that was to detect poison in your drink that knocked you out and you've been dragged away and replaced by a doppelganger here is your mission you have to play as your character undermining the team without getting discovered how would you as a player approach something like would you like something like that
2: oh yes i would
0: <laughs> I, you're too nice i don't know if you would like something oh, like that
1: oh there's so much chaos it, like it but happened. it would
0: be so much fun wouldn't it it would
1: it would be
0: a different approach to a game so yeah espionage is the way to go all right we've been ranting about this enough check it out you can head on over to our blog at our better uh our better backgrounds blog uh, @crikhemi.com and see the full uh details of that and the link uh
2: provided and but. next up on deck we have our magic item which today is the amulet of Rat. which is wondrous very rare requires attunement and basically requires attunement by well for the most part any spellcaster that's not an artificer most of them yep hence why i said it's a the artificer The amulet appears to uh, be some kind of bone curved to the chief of a skull with two glowing eyes, one black and one green. Choose a creature within 30 feet and they must be able to see the amulet. And if they fail a con saving throw, they take 3d8 poison and 3d8 necrotic and you reduce the max HP by the amount dealt. And that creature does revert back to to their max HP after a long rest. And if they... um, Succeed half as much, but no HP change. Anyone starts with 5 charge, and it regains 1d4 plus 1 charges for long rest. Yeah, that's great. Oh, short rest. And every time it hits 0, roll d20, and on 1, the amulet disintegrates. And this is from dndtomb.com. What do you guys think about this?
1: Oh, fun. that is... That can be so dangerous. <laughs>
0: Would you include that in your game? Oh, yeah. For the villain. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I think that would be a great gift to start with the villain using. And then when they beat him, they get it. Yeah. Because we, and we've talked about this before on the show, most times people just find magic items lying around. Or in a box. The villains aren't usually using them enough. Yep. And wizards of Coast, Here's some advice: include them in your monster stat blocks as variants. Say, hey, this is a common weapon this person would use. Here's a magical version. Maybe they're using this.
1: Maybe. Like give a lich a staff of power. Yeah. So that when you beat Instant him, power up. so that when you're so that when your party. Beats said Lich with a staff of power. Your warlock of the party
0: have gets it. said staff of power. So that's what I'm talking about here. I think this would be a really great item to give to the villain first and then let the players deal with it. And be like, damn, that sucks. Be like, we beat him. We got the thing. Can we get the thing? We got the thing. We got the thing.
2: It's a nice thing.
0: We got the thing. Which one of us spellcasters gets it, though? <laughs> Overall, I think it's the a pretty... Ones
2: the ones that survived the wizard's fireball.
0: i really think it's a really straightforward magic item and it works uh uh, it'll work wonders in your game our dungeon master tip of the podcast is become the character's biggest fan oh no (laughs) when it comes to being a fantastic dungeon master that everyone wants to run their game there are a myriad of techniques that you know can help you get there but the most successful dungeon masters focus on changing the role of what the dungeon master is these dungeon masters focus on becoming the character's biggest fans (laughs) what we mean by this is by simply putting the character's stories goals motives and ideals at the forefront of the stories in the game by doing this you Become just as eager as the players themselves to see them engage in push forward with the story because it's about them. Not only does this make the players excited for the game, but keeps them on the edge of their seat. And you too. Because when you're writing material, it's easier when you've got a seed. And the players are writing the seeds. All you have to do is plant them bitches.
2: Very good tip. And players will definitely get invested if you pull out their backstory quite a bit. Now, that will require a bit of tag between both the players and Dungeon Masters because you don't want to spring something by complete surprise that players may not necessarily have written in their backstories, but that's tied to their backstory. Yep,
0: and working with them is a good way to do that. Yeah. But sometimes I think it's worth taking the gamble and being surprising with it, right? Okay. But that can backfire if you get too
2: um, liberal <laughs> with them. Okay. Like as I pointed before in the previous episode, when it's like, "And your brother is now in the town." Me, I have a brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that's not something that's written into your story. Yeah. So if you mention something that he had a family, then at least there's a reason right. to assume something like that. But if it's not in your character, that's different. Yeah. So don't don't take freedoms like that. What not too you, much, anyway. Um.
1: Well, there. Well, that could also uh, be uh some. Uh, drawbacks for this like you can spring this on the party of your players but the characters might not like the the their biggest fan uh so um you mean they wouldn't like the dm i wouldn't say the dm just not the care the the fan
2: no, no, he, no. He doesn't mean introducing an in NPC character. He no, means the, DM. the DM should want the oh, players
0: to I be excited yeah. by including them. If I want you, I like, oh, this is really cool. I, I think this is cool. We should do something. I want to do something. That's me saying I want you to succeed. I want you to be better. Okay. I like what you did. I'm a fan of it. Let's do something with it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I thought we were. That's okay. Kind of it might maybe
0: that might have confused somebody else, So I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Overall, pretty straightforward. That'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip. Moving on to our player tip of the podcast, don't Don't be a dick. dick, And you can avoid dickitude, have imp, will travel. Well, being a third-level warlock with the chosen genie patron gives you access to a unique feature known as bottled respite. Yep. Is it respite or respite? Respite. I've heard both. Because the E is supposed to make the I Anyways. This lets you magically vanish and enter into your vessel of your choice, which is kind of cool. Yep. But for this, you want to use the ring with a compartment specifically. Yep. Because it's small and portable. Yep. Right?
1: And also easy to lose if you're not careful.
0: That's also true. (laughs) (laughs) However. Next, you're going to want to have the Pact of the Chain boon. Why, do you ask? Because it lets you learn the fine familiar spell. And when you cast it, your pact allows you to conjure a special form. We're going to choose the imp here. Why? Travel in style. Well, and they have hands. And they, fingers. And fingers, right? Fingers and um, wings. And Yeah, wings, that's the other one. So, now you can teleport into your ring vessel, have your imp use its shape-changing ability... To turn into a raven that can fly. I forgot, the imp doesn't actually have flight. That's why we have to change into the raven. <laughs> yeah. Did we mention that the imp can turn itself invisible? That's the other reason for the imp. Yeah. <clears throat> the entire time of your travel, pretty much.
1: You can, If you're a criminal, you can smuggle yourself in.
0: You get ahead of me. So, so long as it holds concentration. So, since you can see and hear through your familiar's eyes, you can guide it with your mind. You kind of become a Wonder Woman with her invisible jet, right? Yep. Um. So now, if that wasn't cool enough, once you hit level ten, you can bring your party with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just make sure. Your seat belts and tray tails. Your seat belts are buckled up, and your tray tables are in their full and upright position. Um, oh, did I also mention you can charge extra for every back? Uh, uh, you can make sure to charge for extra backpack that they take with them. Wow. Yep. What do you guys think about that? That's fun. That. <laughs> that's Broken. so
1: comedic. It's
0: like, how are we gonna break in? Um, I got an idea. <laughs> nobody's gonna expect a little tiny raven oh that they can't see just fly in fly wherever they need to go invisible tiny yeah yep that's gonna that will so much trivialize any sort of infiltration program but i tell you what your dm's jaw will drop yeah yeah would you guys ever try something like this sort of but i'm not going to elaborate but similar idea (laughs) As the guy that usually, that runs games for him sometimes, that concerns me. <laughs> Greatly. Yep. What do you think, Matt?
1: Um, like I said, it's very comedic. It's also a good way to smuggle yourself or your party into a city that you're branded as high-stakes criminals? Or, or out
2: of. Or dungeon.
0: Or dungeon. Or dungeon. Just going invisible. Okay. Just that, at a, such a low level, is huge. Because I think you only need to be, what th- would I say, third level? Yep. Mm-hmm. Third level. Just poof. He's out of his thing. Where'd he go? I don't know. I mean, what level is the invisibility spell? Higher. Is it really?
2: No. It's like level two. Is it? So you would get the
0: level three. Hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm excited. Hopefully you guys enjoy this. I think that'll do it for our player tip of the show. Don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by have imp, will travel. Which sounds... I feel like all our optimization ones are being a dick, but whatever. I don't care no more. I'm old. Would you have it any other way? No. <laughs> but originally it wasn't. Most of me. All right. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us, visit criticemy.com. Check out our blogs. Pick up maybe some of our con- best-selling content. There's a lot of it um definitely capes and crooks if you're looking for a superhero uh change to your fifth edition game playing superhero rpg without having to learn new rules is actually super convenient and quick uh quick and the character creation is better than fifth editions in my opinion i'd be a little bit biased though but hey (laughs) doesn't mean i'm wrong (laughs) just means i'm biased too (laughs) all right uh make sure to also uh like and subscribe follow us please watch us on youtube um these these little bits come out on YouTube as well as our podcast. Check us out there. Subscribe. Click Ian, that bell. <sighs> yeah, click that bell, get notified. Listen to Ian. Um I want to take a moment to thank uh Matt for filling in for Brandon today. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Right. Um That'll do it for our show today. I am your host Justin. I'm your co-host Ian.
1: And I'm your co-host Matthew. Thanks for listening. Keep your blade, blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes. heroes.